Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Girardier, and today we're talking about defining your visual brand. Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. Today we're talking about defining your visual brand. Now this is one of those episodes where I really wish... This is a YouTube channel and not a podcast because I'm going to do this thing as audio, but it'd be really great if I had visuals to show you what I'm talking about. But I think we're going to be fine. But just to let you know, this is one of those things where I wish I put this on YouTube. And maybe at some point I will do a YouTube video on this because it may be a little easier to that. But I want to talk about how you define your visual brand because I think for a lot of us, we kind of do this via piecemeal when it talks about the visual brand and our aesthetic of our church. And we don't really sit down and think of it holistically. And really, I'm really when I talk about brand, I'm really talking about your logo, your icons, your, your kind of your, your big visual statement about who you are. Uh, really, what does that look like and how do you do that? For some of us, you know, we've probably slapped some stuff together and because we didn't have time to hire a designer, didn't have time to do things right. Or we have a ministry that comes to us and say they want a new logo and all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, how do, how do I define what they need? What's that all look like? So I'm going to kind of break down the three, I think the three main components of your visual brand and some things to think about when you think through those components of them. So here we go. Component number one, when we talk about your visual brand is typography. Uh, and that is typography in terms of your logo, but typography you're going to use on documents. What's the typeface that really is and speaks to your church? Now, your logo, your typography you may use in your logo and the typography you may use in print may be two different pieces, two different typefaces, but you need to think that through. So when we talk about the logo typeface, and by the way, this whole subject we're talking about today, for that matter, can be really, really subjective on a certain level. In other words, when I say subjective, a lot of times you'll hear people say when they talk about design, it's, I don't like the way it makes me feel. And the reality is there's some objective things you can do to evoke certain emotions that for some people they feel are subjective. So I don't know if you've ever done this before where you've actually presented a design to a client or I say a ministry for that matter. And they were like, I just don't like the way it feels. I don't think it feels right. It doesn't feel like us. And they use like a lot of really subjective things or words, if you will. And you kind of get really, really frustrated because you're like, I just, let's... When you say this, what do you actually really mean by this? So you and the creative side can get kind of really frustrated really, really fast. So when that happens, we got to do everything we can to make these things objective as possible. So when we do talk about typeface, that's a good example to me about what I think is something that for some people is very subjective, but in some ways in my mind is actually really very objective. In fact, if you want to know one example of how, why I think it's objective is, is if you were to go and search for most church plants, new churches or young churches, and look at their logos, you're going to find a common theme in terms of the typography they use. Now, when we talk about typography, we talk about fonts. And typically, you kind of put fonts in really two different categories. You have serif fonts, which are basically, think of them like uh, Times New Roman, those type of fonts where you can, are really designed for like smaller typefaces so you can read them clearly because they have basically a lot more detail to the fonts. And then you have what we call sans serif. You may know that as Helvetica, Avenir, Gotham, those type of typefaces. You'll notice most young churches are using using a sans serif because right now that's what most people use for their logos. So that's the kind of typeface that they use. So they wanted that. And why do they do that? Because that is typically known as a clean, modern font. Again, 
it gives off a feeling of clean and modern because it actually looks clean and modern. That's why a lot of them use it. So there's an objective reason for why they do it, even so they can get off a subjective feeling of, wow, that feels very modern, feels very new, feels very fresh. So that's why they go that route. So when you talk about typography, you really need to figure out for you as a church, take a step back and go, are we young and modern or are we a little bit more reserved? If we're more reserved, we might not go that way with our typeface. We may go a little more traditional with the typeface. Uh, We're having that conversation with our typefaces. Um, We have some campuses. We have eight campuses now. Some campuses are very young and very modern. Some campuses are very much more reserved and traditional. So which typeface do we go with as we we look at doing a rebrand? So we're, we're walking through that ourselves but you want to think through that component and it's not something you just want to slap something up there or you just want to grab a font that you've downloaded from some free font website and just said that looks cool you need to ask yourself what's the emotion you're trying to evoke from the person who's actually looking at the brand and then figure out what's the best typeface to make that happen so you know i say spend a lot of time studying typefaces and and figure out which typeface would you know kind of really best suit what you're looking for in terms of the emotion you want to evoke i think a great documentary to watch is the documentary helvetica helvetica is a great documentary that is all based around a single font but they talk to you why that font is great and why that font is not great but it gives you a really good sense of overview of typefaces and why they really do matter and you'll have a whole bunch of great designers are in the documentary and they walk you through that so i think it's a really good place to start is helvetica it's a really good um really good uh, place to start. The other place to start is Netflix has a series called, I believe it's called uh, Abstract Design or The Art of Abstract, I want to say. Uh, in there, they have, in season two on Netflix, they have a episode with the one of the creators of the Gotham font. And the whole 30 minutes is, is with that creator. And he talks you through all the typefaces that he's used throughout his career. And it really gives you a good sense of, of typefaces and what, what they mean and what they what emotion they should evoke, et cetera. So that's typeface. So think through your typeface, your typography, if you will. Number two, the number two component in your brand is really the icon. And that is the mark, if you will. That's the the Nike swoosh, if you will, of your logo. It's the thing that eventually, once you kind of ingrain that that thing, that logo or that, you know, the the uh the brand in people's mind, eventually you can just use that little icon as the the logo, if you will, icon as as just by itself. So if you think of Nike, Nike is an example. If I put that swoosh, Nike swoosh somewhere, you really know that's Nike. You don't have to have to spell out the word Nike next to it. Now it took a while for them to get that brand into people's heads so they could so then they could just have the swoosh without the word Nike. But once they've done that, you kind of that's permanently ingrained in you. The target uh, icon for the store target. You know, you see that red circles, you kind of know that's target. That's an icon. So they've kind of, again, it's something you want to ingrain in people's minds. I think one of the things we got to think about when you're thinking about icon is, is don't get too creative with it. Don't get too detailed with it. Don't try to have the icon say too much. You don't have to be literal with it. Uh, I think a lot of people, when I'm dealing with some people who I'm designing for, they have a tendency to say like, I literally want to see two people shaking hands. I'm like, well, you don't actually have to do that to get the point across that you need to. And plus you got to think through in terms of the the design of the icon is, is guess what? Yeah, you're looking at it right now. It's blown up on my computer screen, but when I shrink it down to use it as an avatar in say Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's not going to look the same way. So you have to think through all those use cases as well. So when you think through the icon, I tell you, don't get that creative. Do something simple, something that can translate in black and white and color as well, if that's 
the you know if that, that if you're if you're a logo that's got many colors in it so you want to think through those type of things but really i say keep it simple as possible because if you do that you're going to turn around and um really really be more effective in your communication i also think it's great as if the icon can also be something that you can unpack with people so if there's something like the icon has some sort of unique significance to it that Maybe you know, and you could draw the icon on a napkin and then explain maybe your disciple making strategy on using the icon or your church strategy as a whole or what you believe is a church. So if there's like three circles and you could say each circle represents these three different things, you stuff like that that you can do. I always think that's kind of cool if you can use the icon in a memorable way that has a deeper meaning to your audience, especially for your church congregation, so they can have some meaning that they attach to the icon. So it's not just something you just thought looked great, but actually had a deeper meaning to it. The third component, and I think this way sometimes is is probably, I think the most important component, and that's color. A lot of times we just think, I like that color, it looks great, and then you just kind of go with that color because it feels good. And not thinking through what the actual color is going to evoke in terms of emotion. Color does that. Color evokes a really really strong emotion depending on which color you pick for example if you pick red that's going to be danger it's going to be passion it's going to be excitement it's energy if you pick orange that's known as like fresh youthful creative adventurous i noticed a lot of younger churches have orange in their color because guess what they are trying to be creative adventurous they're trying to be youthful uh trying to be fresh so that's why they go with orange uh some churches go with green because there's a sense of like natural vitality uh prestige you know, it's, it's growing. Okay. There's things that are happening at that church. So I always find like younger churches typically go with like a green or possibly an orange, but you also, again, you have red, if you want passion, uh, you've got a blue. If you're trying to be trustworthy, if you're trying to be calming so you maybe go with some sort of blue, but again, all these colors actually have meaning behind them and actually evoke a certain emotion about it. So when you're thinking through your colors, just don't think about something that just looks good. Think about what you want that color to communicate. Because when you take the color, you put it on the icon, which the icon hopefully has a deeper meaning to it, and then you get the right typeface with it. You want those three to kind of all play well together. And so hopefully that color is doing that with the icon and with the typeface. Hopefully it's playing all well together. But color is not something we just randomly just pick and we say, okay, here's a great color. That color will work. Spend some time thinking through the colors. I always think it's great to other look at also other brands and see how they've used colors. See what's worked for them, what doesn't work for them. Um, is the color going to look great against white? Is the color going to look great against black? If you put it against other places, is it going to look good as well? So you want to make sure that it evokes the right motion. It looks emotion. It looks great in certain places and certain scenarios. So, so make sure you do that. And by the way, you can find these things online. You can just Google like color wheel and you can say like color emotion and you can find there's plenty of places that will list for you what each color and the emotion that it'll evoke. And that'll kind of pull all that together. You notice how it's interesting that the th- three things I mentioned all will evoke emotion of some sort. So there is a subjective element to all three of these things. However, there's an objective science underneath them that will help you get you to the right emotion you're trying to evoke from people. So what's the, in other words, what's the feeling, the emotion you want people to think about when they see your church's brand? Do they want to think it's going to be exciting, adventurous, or do you want it to be like, Hey, this is calm, reassuring. This is a safe place. If you, if you know, if you, if you identify what you want people to feel, and then you reverse engineer that and work backwards, you're going to find out that you, that you've got, a really clear way on how to create your your brand. You've got a very clear roadmap for you. So it's not one of these things where you have to guess. And 
the great part about it is, is when you actually present the final product to whoever it is you're presenting it to, you actually have sound logic for why you chose certain things. It's not just something you say, I just thought this looked great. You actually have reasoning behind it. And that will help you, uh, I think, make your case and make your brand stand out stronger in terms of when you're presenting it and you're trying to get people's buy-in, which we all know it's probably one of the more difficult parts of this whole task is once you've created a brand, it's getting people's buy-in to say they're going to love that as well. But if you again, again, if you can get leadership bought in, a lot of that stuff goes a lot easier. So there you go. To recap, there's three things. There's your typography, there's your icon, and there's your color. All of them have subjective feelings that they evoke, but all have objective reasoning underlined there. And if you can learn about the objective reasoning for each of those things and why we use them the way we use them and what colors mean, typography, icons, etc., you're going to create a better, stronger brand that's going to last you a long time and hopefully will evoke the emotion and accomplish what you're looking for. This has been Let's Get Practical. Thank you for listening so much to this podcast. If you like this podcast, go on iTunes, leave us a rating. You can subscribe there as well. Spotify, Google Play. We're in pretty much all the typical podcast places. Until next week, I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Thanks. Bye.